Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. It's a horrible situation. It's as if the government has completely abdicated its responsibility. There is no help anywhere. The health system has completely collapsed. It's a situation you never imagined would ever happen in India. There's no doubt that India is now facing a devastating second wave of COVID-19. I've spent much of the last several days talking to friends and relatives who live in India, who live in New Delhi, who are seeing what is happening on the ground there firsthand. It has ravaged communities and hospitals across the country. There are now more than 300,000 new cases and more than 2,000 deaths a day. And keep in mind with new cases that the positivity rate is also above 20%. That means they're not catching or testing enough people and that the real numbers are probably double or even triple that. Some have suggested that up to a million people a day could be getting infected in India. What people see on the ground is that everything is in short supply. ICU beds, medicine, oxygen, ventilators. It is not an exaggeration to tell you that bodies are now piling up in morgues and crematoriums. So the question everyone is asking is how did everything go so wrong? I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Coronavirus, Fact versus Fiction. It's very disgusting and disappointing. Right now, my hometown is New Delhi. And New Delhi is like getting worse day by day. It's, it's becoming hell. A few days ago, Vishwarup Sharma's father became critically ill from COVID-19. Desperate, he drove to a nearby hospital and begged for help. I get him to the hospital and the hospital staff is like ignoring every patient in front of everyone. Every patient is getting ignored, not only me. With no beds and no oxygen, they were forced to wait outside. Sharma just kept rubbing his father's back, trying to offer some reassuring words. But no help ever came. I was seeing him dying. He wasn't be able to see anything. He wasn't be able to feel anything. He was just helpless. He was just helpless. And he died in front of me on my hands. When he returned home, Sharma found his mother, now a new widow, also struggling to breathe. She was infected. He begged his friends for help and bought an oxygen cylinder on the black market. The next few days, he just drove from hospital to hospital with his mother in the back seat, breathing through an oxygen mask, until finally he found an available bed at a hospital 100 kilometers away. I'm totally helpless. I have lost my father, left my mom in the hospital, and I'm all alone now. I'm so scared. I'm so terrified. I I don't want to lose my mother. Sharma's mother is still in the hospital. The stories are heart-wrenching. 
Long lines of people waiting outside hospitals, cradling their loved ones with nowhere to turn for help. Hospitals are tweeting SOS messages as they run out of oxygen. There are so many deaths that bodies are being cremated in makeshift mass facilities in places like parking lots. We are going through pretty much the worst possible phase of the pandemic here. That's Chandraka Bahudar, chair of the Lancet Commission on COVID-19 India Task Force. It has been bad for a couple of weeks, but now it's reached a peak. And essentially what's happened right now is that the health system is just not able to keep pace with the sheer number of cases that are coming in. About seven weeks ago, India's health minister declared that the country was, quote, in the endgame of the COVID-19 pandemic. But pretty clearly, things have taken a sudden turn. We went through a lull in late December, January and early February where numbers dropped very dramatically. And I think what that did was to instill a sense of false security in everybody. And so people were out and about much more. Mask wearing declined significantly. A lot of large activities, you know, large gatherings were scheduled. And so the country behaved as if the worst was over. Critics blame the government. They say it should have been preparing and stockpiling for the inevitable. Instead, for weeks, the government allowed a massive Hindu pilgrimage to proceed with millions of attendees traveling across numerous states. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi and politicians across party lines held campaign rallies for state elections with thousands in attendance. Prime Minister Modi even praised the crowds at a recent rally. Today, for the first time, I've seen such large gathering. You have shown such huge strength in numbers. As far as I can see, there are people in large numbers. You guys have done wonders today. But the task ahead is more important. You guys have to go out and vote. Over the weekend, Prime Minister Modi finally addressed the second wave, calling it a, quote, storm that has shaken the country. Last week, the government announced plans to deliver oxygen cylinders nationwide, build new oxygen generation plants, and open hospitals dedicated to COVID-19 patients. But that's little comfort for the families who feel the government has abandoned them and left them to fight this pandemic on their own. If I met the prime minister, I would ask him to have empathy. I would ask him to stop, take a deep breath, and to see what has happened. In the chaos, many people like Tashin Punawala have stepped in to help. A TV host and activist, Punawala and his wife Monica are using their celebrity influence and resources to help desperate Indians source oxygen cylinders and hospital beds. Imagine you have oxygen, you don't have cylinders. Imagine you have oxygen in the country, you can't transport the oxygen. And therefore people are dying with oxygen. It's, it's criminal. As cases continue to rise, experts are worried about the effects of a new COVID variant first identified in India. By the beginning of this month in parts of the country, a growing number of cases were being attributed to the variant, which officials are closely watching. Here's Dr. Bahudar again from the Lancet Commission on COVID-19 India Task Force. It's too early right now to really say whether this is driving infections. Now, what we do know from the data that is coming in is that this time there is a lot more, and this is anecdotal evidence, a lot more infections within households. So there seems to be a greater level of infectiousness so that, you know, even if one person in a household is infected very quickly, the entire family is getting infected, which wasn't the case in the first wave. Another variant causing problems in India is the one first identified in the UK, which we know is more transmissible. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy explains 
why we all need to care about this. First and foremost, because we are human beings and we should care about what happens to other human beings around the world. Second, though, if there is uncontrolled spread of the virus in other parts of the world, that means that there's a greater chance that new mutations and variants will develop that may escape the protection of the vaccines that we have in the United States. And that means that those viruses, those mutant viruses, those uh, new variants could travel here to the U.S. and cause real challenges here. Countries around the world are starting to step up to offer critical aid. The U.K., Singapore, Germany, they are sending oxygen-related supplies to India. The United States says it will also deploy supplies and support to India, including sending ventilators, PPE, test kits, and therapeutics. It will also divert some of its orders for vaccine raw material to help India ramp up their own vaccine production. And faced with increasing criticism for hoarding vaccines, the United States is now also discussing sharing vaccine doses with the world. Dr. Anthony Fauci told CNN that he thinks that helping other countries is the right thing to do. A pandemic that's a global pandemic requires a global response. So that's the reason why we and other rich countries have to exert what I think is our moral responsibility to help the rest of the world get this under control. The quicker we get the rest of the world protected, the more secure will our protection be. So we've really got to take a global look at this and respond globally. Again, as I said, I have family back in India. I talk to them all the time, and they're terrified. I haven't really heard them like this before. Watching all of this unfold from here has been honestly nerve-wracking. They call me. They ask me for help. I'm the only doctor in the family. And sometimes I don't know what to say. It is a relief to hear that other countries are stepping in to help. I really can't stress enough how this is a global pandemic. And we do have to get through this together. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.